stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Well, welcome to this hour of the program. It's Rob Breckenridge with you on a Friday afternoon as we head into what should be half of a nice, nice weekend. Maybe not even, but uh, well, what are you going to do? Uh, it's October as of uh, Sunday, right? Yeah, Sunday's the first because Monday's the second. And uh, just a programming note, uh, Angela Cocott, Calgary Today, going to be live from 3 to 6 at the Palace Theater for the Chamber of Commerce mayoralty debate. Uh, Monday marking, of course, two weeks to Election Day. And, of course, uh, up until the election, we are focusing uh, on some of the big issues uh, in the campaign. Now, yesterday, and we're, we're maybe a little behind here on this, yesterday we were focusing uh, on public art. We kind of got uh, into a debate about the arena, which is obviously another big issue in this election campaign. But I did want to come back to the public art issue. Uh, I certainly want to hear from you as well, 403-974-8255. Because I think City Council is not yet got it right, let's put it that way. We've clearly had some high-profile misses. But that's not to say the whole program's been a disaster. I think people do want to live in a beautiful and vibrant city. There's just disagreement on what that means and how we get there. But it was awfully convenient, I suppose, right before the election. Um, certain members of council, including the mayor, who have been dismissive of suggestions that there was a problem with the public arts program, decided, hey, you know what, let's uh, basically scrap the program and start from scratch. So a recent vote to, to freeze the program and come up with something better. So that's good. And I think it's an indication that, that Calgarians want a different approach. Uh, so I want to bring into to the conversation uh, someone who's got a lot of background in the arts sector to get a sense of how we do this better and why public art is important. Jeff DeBoer uh, has been an artist for uh, some three decades now uh, here in Calgary. You can find more about uh, him and his work at jeffdeboer.com. That's B-O-E-R. Uh, Jeff, thanks so much for making some time for us here today. Welcome to the program. Well, thank you for having me. All right. Well, your your thoughts, first of all, uh, some some kind of general thoughts, I guess, on the importance of public art, the value of, of public art, and, and why it tends to be so controversial. Well, I think that, you know, I, as an artist, we, we always like to speak in metaphors and analogies. But let me, let me, let's imagine the beginning of art. I think this is an easy, easy way to explain it. Imagine we're a couple of cavemen. Mm-hmm. And our daily requirements is to, you know, find food and shelter and fire, and those are we would call the necessities of life. And I, I could only imagine that the very beginning, when one of the cavemen decided to take some precious resource time and go back in a cave and do a cave painting, there must have been. That's probably when this debate started, because what's the value of going back in the cave, painting or taking our our flint tools and carving a flute or carving a figurine. It was certainly, you, you could not quantify an immediate return on that investment, which is certainly in a harsh environment. That, that seems like a, something excessive. But had those cavemen not gone back into the cave and painted, there would be no artifact. There would be no measure of culture or society or that thing which separates us from animals. I think that creativity itself and art only being one aspect of that is the is the fundamental thing in the human condition if if we live in enriched environments and that is you could say we have nice clothes and tasty food and beautiful homes that creates that's culture and that also attracts 
intellects and people living in enriched environments start to innovate. And I don't, though you can't quantify it, you know, in an easy way, certainly if we hunt and we kill X number of animals, we have this much food. I understand how easy that is to quantify and how difficult it might be to quantify the value of a cave painting. But I would say that an enriched environment is where innovation occurs. And out of that, maybe those cavemen one day discover bronze and get out of the Stone Age. So for a city like Calgary, if we want to attract innovators, we have to create a, an enriched environment with music, theater, visual art, those sorts of things that are attractive on our landscape so that when those people come here, they, they have those lives to live and, and can raise their children in enriched environments. And that's basically fundamental to improving our economy at some point and increasing uh, the value of all of our lives, be it medicine or science or technology. That creative urge and that risk-taking and entrepreneurial environment is what we need to support. And that's where art plays a critical role. Yeah, that's an, yeah, it's an important point because I, I, I don't think people want to live in a, a bland and sterile city, right? People want uh, a vibrant city, right? People do want, uh, you know, music and art and, and all of these other things to, to be a part of the, the fabric of, of where they live. The question is, well, how do we get it? And does it need to be sort of top-down government-driven? Well, the, the thing with the sort of top-down government-driven thing, is, unfortunately, is some of the people in the government may not have any expertise on this subject. It's sort of like asking, it's sort of like me going to my heart doctor and saying, well, I know better than you. Right. Um, unless the, the government people who are running our, our, you know, say our new mayor, has some experience and understanding of how the art world works, they're just not qualified to make those kinds of statements. And I think before they do, they, they should immerse themselves in the art world and, and, and have a deeper understanding of how difficult it is to quantify its valuable its value, but they need to understand it better before they make decisions. I mean, there, there seems to be an agreement. I mean, even even amongst those on, on city council, that maybe we've made some bad decisions. Uh, that that we've selected some public art that that just didn't resonate with people. People didn't like. Do, do you think the consequence is that people become? more jaded, more cynical about the value of art? Are, are we hurting the public's appreciation for art when it seemed to be rammed down their throat by, by city council? Well, it certainly seems that way to the public, and I, and I can appreciate why they would feel that way. Again, it's, it's, we, we have to rely on our experts in, in, in art choices and selection for our city. In the same way, like I said, like we rely on doctors to tell us if we have a heart condition. We do have to trust the people who have those qualifications and have spent their life in the arts to make those decisions. And again, we get back to risk-taking. If, if they make a mistake, let's, let's call it a mistake and a choice. You know, there's always that saying, if you're not failing, you're not trying hard enough. Um, mm -hmm. with the, if, we, if we try to create conditions where they're so restricted that supposedly can't make mistakes, then, we, then again, we lose that risk-taking culture. And again, that's, that's not good for society in the long run. I think that, uh, I thought it was sort of interesting, you know, I, I actually had a chance to think about this and talk about this before, was, you know, if our, uh, if our civic art program was a sports team and we actually spent a little more time focusing on their successes, and not, not their mistakes, they, they would still be the winningest team in history, you know, by yeah. statistics. It, it's always easier to focus on the mistakes 
because we don't want to invest the time to understand the whole process or look at the positive aspects of what they're doing. So, it's, again, it's always politically expedient or easy to point to flaws, you know. But really, there are. I always said that the, the civic art program is 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 a process. It's an evolving thing, you know. It's it's the uh, arts development program, but not the arts developed program. And development means that it's a process. And certainly the, the civic arts program has been improving every year and getting better and better. If people expect perfection out the gate, uh, then, then that's, just, that's just impossible. You, know, right. you have to get this kind of thing takes decades to evolve. And Calgary is such a young city, and we should champion the arts program because you know you also hear about well why don't we have more artists in Calgary winning these large these large commissions why yeah. is it always going to the internationals let's let's use let's use olympics as an analogy again so our team has no facilities for training here in Calgary i mean we have a beautiful olympic training center for you know winter sports do you see any training center in Calgary for artists yeah and but those international artists are coming out of societies where their culture, uh, and those artists have received so much support over their lifetime that they've reached those high-level qualifications to qualify for those high-level for those high-level competitions and win those competitions because they've had a lifetime of support. Here in Calgary, we have never given our artists that kind of support. So what do you expect? Our athletes aren't in shape. They, they don't have the experience or the ability to qualify. So if you want to talk about cutting funding to the arts, it's like, okay, so our athletes have no facilities now. Let's give them even less and then expect them to win at the Olympics. This is insanity. I think we should triple our arts funding if you want to see artists in the future winning these big competitions. But understand that it takes decades for an artist to develop to that level. And because you, you, know, you won't get a quarterly return on that investment. You, you have to give it time, and you have to be patient, and you have to have faith. And that's, that's a cultural thing we have in Calgary because everything's always so immediate and fast. So. I would encourage all of Calgarians to understand that give us time. The, the talent is here. There's no question of that. It's just those artists need much more support so that they can develop. And that's why public art programs are so important. Well, yeah, I mean, it's an interesting perspective. Does it mean, though, beyond just municipal governments? Uh, I, I think you're making a case for provincial governments, federal governments play a role, even individual citizens uh, businesses, the private sector, yep. uh, to all have a role in this. Yeah, well, again, if we go back to the caveman, it takes the, you know, the, that, the community of cavemen, it, would, it actually takes the entire community, every level, to, to reach an understanding of how important this is and then believe in it and get behind it. You know, I'm very fortunate that the majority of the work I've been able to do in my career has always been private sector. Um, but the, but the public sector, is, especially our arts development program in Calgary, is so critical because they are giving those artists the training, not just, just, not just the commissions, but the training to learn how to, to work with engineers. You know, uh, building a sculpture at, at a high level is as complicated as building a house. And I always say, you know, would you give someone uh, a commission to build your house if they've never built one before? So how do you get 
qualified to do that. And that's why our, our civic art program is so important, because they recognize that it's, they need to also not just give them commissions, but help them learn how to do it. And, again, that just takes time. And we've had so many successes in that program. Uh, but we just don't see everybody going down the red mile and having a big celebration every time we have a success. <laughs> right. <laughs> to go back to sports analogies again. So it's cultural in Calgary more than anything. And it just, again, you know, you know, we, it was Todd Hirsch himself who was pointing out that uh, it, it, certainly the consultants from Amazon that are looking to find their new head office somewhere in the world, you think they're not looking at photographs of Calgary? And do you think that that peace bridge is not an eye, a piece of eye candy that's attractive to them? You know, if, if Calgary's, uh, if, if we had a program where people got to vote on what is art, if that was in place through history, there would be no pyramids, no Eiffel Tower, <laughs> no mm-hmm. peace bridge in Calgary. And I, I appreciate the frustration that people have when things are expensive. And cost and value are always two different things. Um, we have to look at the overarching, long-term value of living in a beautiful city. And that's never going to be cheap, and we are always going to make mistakes. But, but in general, it's a very, very important and successful thing to do in, for any society, and especially leaving behind the artifacts of who we were is what these things are ultimately, too. If we don't have a history, we don't have a future. And... That's something that, that all Calgarians really should consider on a deeper level. You know, it's so easy to point out to cost, and I understand that. But none of these things are cheap to do. You know, beautiful things, expensive things um, take a lot, of, a lot of industry. And, you know, even those international artists that win those big competitions here, they logistically, they cannot manufacture their sculpture in their region and ship it here. So there are actually industries here in Calgary, like heavy industries or F&D scene changes, where those artists have to go to to get those sculptures fabricated. And all of that money, the, the lion's share of that money, is going to be spent in our community. And that's, that's going to industry, again, and to those artists who work in those companies. Um, so everyone is really being supported by the funds in the, long, in the short term anyway on those big projects. So it's not as bad as people think. Um, it's just part of an overarching economy, and it, it's good for everybody in the long run. Some important points as we consider this issue. Jeff, uh, thanks for your insight, and uh, appreciate making some time for us here today. Well, I really appreciate having a chance to, to talk about some of the, you know, the truths, maybe, as they might be. There you go. That's uh, Jeff DeBoer, Calgary artist and sculptor. Some thoughts from him on public art and the city's approach to public art. Now, what should the policy be? 403-974-8255 is a number. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.